Welcome to the Choice Magazine podcast, Beyond the Page. Choice, the magazine of professional coaching, is your go-to source for expert insights and in-depth features from the world of professional coaching. I'm your host, Gary Schleifer, and I'm thrilled to have you joining us today. In each episode, we go, guess what? Beyond the page of the articles published in Choice Magazine and dive deeper into some of the most recent and relevant topics impacting the world of professional coaching. Exploring the content, interviewing the talented minds like Shara, who's here behind the articles and uncovering the stories that make an impact. Choice is more than a magazine. For over 21 years now, we've built a community of like-minded people who create, use, and share coaching tools, tips, and techniques to add value to their business. And of course, what's most important, impacting their clients. In today's episode, I'm speaking with certified coach Shira Lillis, who's the author of an article in our latest issue. If you got the camera on and you're watching, it's called <laughs> Humanizing Healthcare, Courageous Coaching at a Crossroads. And her article on uh, page 39 <laughs> is entitled Navigating the Return, the Essential Role of Executive Coaching to Assist Patients in Returning to Work. I can't wait to get into. Let's hear a little bit about Shira. She brings over 25 years of rich experience in the corporate and professional services arena. Her extensive expertise encompasses a diverse range of roles, including research, financial analysis. Okay, that's pretty, pretty varied. Strategic planning, business development, corporate communication, and of course, executive coaching. And let's just throw in some training. Yay! Uh, this breadth of knowledge uniquely positions her to provide valuable insights into the inc intricacies of thriving in today's fast-paced business environment. An alumni of Wharton and a certified coach from Inseed, Shira's professional experience includes assignments at global, uh, leading global consulting firms and banks, as well as teaching positions at top universities. It was through this multifaceted career that Shira discovered her passion for leadership development and the transformative power of coaching in unlocking leaders' full potential. Today, she channels the wealth of experience in guiding individuals and teams towards the highest levels of achievement. An Irish native, after several years in the U.S., and I can't believe it, two winters in Canada, in Toronto, Burr, Shira is currently based in Paris, France, much more civilized, weather-wise anyway. Thank you so much for joining me today, Shira. Thank you, Gary. I'm delighted to be here and thank you for the invite. Yeah. Now, I have to ask because it is really varied. At, at what point in your career did coaching enter into the picture? That's a great question. And I'd, I'd have to say I didn't know it, but it actually entered in fairly early on in my career. And that was because I was coached, but I didn't know what <clears throat> I didn't know what that was at the time. And it took me years of experience and years of, of, of working with different people and different styles and so on before I came back to again learning. Oh, that's what coaching was. That's why I was so frustrated when I was younger. When I was being asked questions, it's like, no, I, I don't want to be asked a question. I want to be told what I should do. <laughs> and, uh, and indeed, you know, I've grown into that role, if anything, really uh, understanding and realizing the true value, what, I, what was happening to me when I was younger. It was I was being pushed to think for myself, 
pushed to come up with my own answers because I had the answer. I just didn't know how, how I wanted to prioritize it. So it's been super uh, really coming full circle from having started early on with some coaching, you know, guiding me in my early stage of my career to later bringing on board uh, coaching for in, in different roles I've held, then practicing coaching colleagues, um, doing coaching circles and so on. And then finally saying, you know what? I really want to get into this. I want to make a, a stronger impact um, and I want to do it right. I want to learn how I can be much, much more effective. And so that's what brought me to get my coaching certification at INSEAD, by the way, that's how you pronounce oh, that. Oh, sorry. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and so building on on uh, the, the the training that I had in, in, the, in the business world from the Wharton School, I was able to build on that using the certification program at INSEAD to work together with individuals to help them be, become more effective. So it has taken me a, a time to become a coach myself, uh, but it is a wonderful journey. I'm so excited to be on this one and really delighted to be able to give more back, help individuals really thrive and and, and get closer to achieving what it is they, they, they want and what they hold dear. So that yeah. it's it's taken it's taken a, a, a fascinating uh, opportunity for for me to to really see a whole new world and a whole way new way of looking at the world and it hel it's helped me understand uh, my own career uh, and and you know where I've been successful where I have not and and you know how how I can improve on that going forward. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing that. It, I always love people's journeys to coaching where, you know, when they first thought about it and then, you know, felt it and then became more in the coaching field. So thank you so much for sharing that. Let's get down to the beyond the page part of this conversation. So what prompted you to contribute to Choice Magazine on this issue on humanizing healthcare? Well, first of all, Gary, let me say thank you so much for all the great work you and the team are doing on Choice Magazine. I, I confess, as I said, I came late to the the being a certified coach. But when I did, I started looking around, well, how can I learn more about what's going on in the industry, different ways of thinking about it? Um, and friends recommended, you must look at Choice Magazine. And so <laughs> oh, I've, been, I've been a subscriber for the, for the last few years. Um, really enjoy all the articles. There's a wide range of articles there. And, uh, and uh, it has helped me look at and understand different ways of coaching as well, because uh, there are different approaches, some which would work for me, some which, you know, I take a different style. And that is the 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 beauty of that diversity is, is super. So then I looked to see, well, what's coming next? What are the new <laughs> topics coming up? Um, and I saw one that really struck and uh, struck a nerve for me around healthcare. Uh, that was because I had um, um, the unfortunate experience of finding myself literally, it was the it, imagine this beginning of winter, January, I think it was third or fourth of January. <laughs> I'm walking the dog, I'm all excited. It's a brand new year. I've I've made out my my new year's resolution. <laughs> I'm actually really pleased with the work I'd done before Christmas. I was set myself up well. I knew what targets I wanted to achieve in the year and so on. So I, it was, you know, I was so well positioned and I was thinking, okay, now what will I do first? And I was thinking about that as I was walking the dog. And then it started raining. And the very last part of the, the walk is it was on cobblestones. I uh, was picturing like, Paris and cobblestones. Thank yeah. you for bringing me there. Exactly. So you can imagine that on a slope of cobblestones, wet leaves, rain, and 
I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy and too, quite frankly, too excited thinking about the year ahead um, and slipped. And uh, I, I ended up, it was a bad fall uh, because it was on a, on a slope. I, I hit myself <laughs> pretty badly, ended up with multiple fractures on my leg and, and wrist. Um, and literally from one moment to the next, uh, was found myself waiting for an ambulance, being whisked off to hospital, being operated upon, uh, months of, of rehab and, and, and getting back um, to speed and so on. And it, it was a good, you know, good while before I was able to get back to work. And it, as, as I thought about when I saw your headline of this is what we're going to focus on, I said, oh, my gosh, we have to talk about the patient in this because I, hey. I was pretty sure that there would be plenty of coaches who are working, you know, doing super work with the medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, the administrative staff, everybody that that makes it all happen and the you know, super work they do. Mm -hmm. um, but as I looked at that, I said, I, I wonder, I hope, you know, there's there, there has to be an opportunity. Let's talk about the patient and what the patient needs in this. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what really triggered it for me um thinking of my own experience and and how challenging it was it was unlike the leaves of absence that you can imagine uh, you know when you uh, either to, to care from a, for for an ill family member for leave for maternity or paternity leave those are exciting you're planning ahead for that leave to go for training leave mm. to go sailing or have some fun you know so there are lots of great organizations which allow leaves and so on planned leave and and i was fortunate in, in my career i've taken advantage of that on a number of occasions this was different so unlike the planned leave this was not yeah. planned this there was nothing set in place i hadn't warned anybody about the projects that were in process what they needed to do next etc there was no nobody uh, prepared to step in take <laughs> their own. i didn't even know when i was going to go back so it added that that levels of complexity um as well as you know from a patient standpoint well when I'm when I do go back, will I be well enough? Will mm. I be okay physically? Will I be able to manage? You know, the, the 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 going to work. Literally, having broken my wrist, I couldn't type for a good while. It was oh, really, right. Right. really sore. So, and uh, you know, there, while there there are super tools out there that allows you to speak and so on, I hadn't yet trained up one well enough to be able to do that. Uh, so there are things that that struck me that. Uh, as a coach, I started thinking about this. Well, let's, you know, rather than get panicked about how do I go back to work, let me think it through. What what are the steps I, I would need to take? And my first one of my first steps was that was to reach out to other coaches and to, to use that time to help them guide me through, you know, what are the what's important for me? What are right. my priorities? What are my concerns? Um, I, you know, think about role playing. There are lots of opportunities there. So those are some of the reasons that I thought, let me put this in writing. Let me let me share my experience so that other coaches can also be aware of the challenges that the patient may feel um, and and allow that uh, and enable them to open up to talk about yeah. it and to, to, to think it through. Yeah, I want to quote, you know, uh, add to this part of the conversation and quote from the last paragraph. Uh, it is important to recognize that an individual returning from med medical leave has likely changed through their experience. 
And, you know, it's not just the position that's changed and the employer or the company might have changed, but the, but the employee, or in your case, the, you know, you've, you will have changed. Yeah. Yeah. What can you may be back, but you can't type. Right, you know yes. things like that. Well, you initially, initially, but right. that you know, in practice, I wasn't able to go back until I could type. There was a yeah. lot more recovery that was needed. Um, but yes, there are things like that. But I think even bigger is the fact that you change from the perspective of what was important before may no longer be important. Mm. And new things may take a priority. For example, I was incredibly lucky; I didn't hit my head. Right. Um, it could have been a very different story. Um, and as a result, one of the things I try to make sure is like that I'm spending my time doing what I love doing. Mm. Um, and part of that is coaching and writing. And so so those among the things that that, you know, what used to be important before there's a different priority. I was able to come back to to work and and consider my focus, my priorities and so on in a different light with a different mindset. Um, I'd also had time to think of, you know, how could I work on things more effectively um, and so on, and then apply that thinking to my my new right. roles, my, 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 my tasks and so on. Yeah. So be more efficient than I would have been in the past in the busyness of trying to get everything done all at once. Yeah. So it doesn't take a near-death experience to change your life it can just take a ball walking your dog right on cobblestones exactly. in paris it's all it still sounds romantic cobblestones in paris <laughs> sorry i you don't mean to make light of your injury i'm sure that well was i was quite... i was told funnily enough i was told in the hospital that i was about the third person in the last two weeks who oh. had some similar injuries so it is not that unusual apparently yeah crazy <laughs> Well, you know, you've you've had this experience personally, but how can a coach help make a difference uh, when individuals return to the workforce or to work? So there are a couple of things that a coach can think about. First of all, is any coaches who are working with medical professionals and so on can consider offering the coaching services as part of a suite of services that a, that a patient might receive. So, so at least let the patient be aware that this is a possibility. Um, next, of course, then the, the, the coach who is, you know, has in front of them somebody who is a patient and returning to, to work after, after some leave. Um, really that it is so important to have that open space where the, where it's a safe space to talk about the insecurities the concerns and so on things that that the individual may not have been willing to voice even to their close family members um that will that the coach can help them think through address role play as i said earlier um these are all things that that a, that a coach can do um and and really even putting the question and, you know, how do you feel about going back to work? What has changed for you? Even asking what has changed for you is, is a really a valuable question because something will have changed. Mm-hmm. They may not have voiced it even internally that the, the individual may not have thought it through, but something will have changed along the way. And, you know, another question is, you know, how can you use that experience to to better you know better yourself or achieve what you want going forward yeah so, so no, there are it, different types of questions that the coach yeah has. you know when i was rereading this article what the word that came to mind for me is onboarding 
So it's like, you know, when a new employee comes on, there's a whole set of things, but Mm -hmm. they're easing their way into the, into the organization. Yeah. But it's not that much different than re-onboarding, bringing someone back into the organization, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of, a lot of companies, um, have great plans in place for 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 people returning from maternity or paternity leave, for example, um, but may not know what to do if somebody's returning from sick leave, or or any uh, you know any other type of leave, uh, and so may not have the processes in place or the steps or or even the individuals, the colleagues, and so on may not know what to say. Well, I haven't seen you for a while. I didn't know you were sick. You know. Yeah. Or, you know, they, they made us thought, well, we thought you just disappeared. You, you weren't responding to your clients. <laughs> what do your clients say? They say, well, you stopped, you stopped returning phone calls. So, you know, these wow. can all be things that, that the individual may experience that may be difficult for them. But uh, it, yeah. it is, uh, it, it, it's, it's quite interesting. It's a, it's a very different process. But uh, a number of, of very large companies are actively thinking through, uh, you know, what can they put in place to make the environment more friendly for uh, employees of every kind and thinking, ter- thinking both in terms of diversity, inclusion, and also leaves of absence, yeah. flexible working hours and so on. And those are, you know, the, the, the best organizations are, are actively putting those steps in place. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and they should be able to cherry pick from other programs, like you mentioned, paternity, maternity leave mm-hmm. and, and planned sick leave and sabbaticals and things like that. But I can't help but think of the poor leader that suddenly has somebody off the off the radar so to speak like they know where they are sorry but but they're they're out of the they're out of the loop they all of a sudden they're got they have a position that that isn't being tended to the 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 challenges for as you mentioned in the article the challenges to the rest of the team and picking up the slack and then what's changed for that individual you know it's it's interesting because i also was reflecting on my my own coaching with leaders and when we talk about secession planning if they've mm. done a good job of secession planning, like we've done with Choice Magazine, yeah. my team, if something, we always say, what happens if I'm uh, something happens to me? Or how yep. long can we operate without me at the helm? Mm. Right? Okay. So, yeah. right. So we keep asking yeah. the question, if we do something new, how do we? So we're always thinking about that. So it's, it might be something for, for coaches to think about as well when they're mm. just coaching regularly, a reminder of, of because a lot of people when they're getting coaching they want uh, to move up they want to advance yes. their career but they can't yep. advance if they don't nest they can't advance somebody, but it's easier they can't advance they, you're right if they if, if they don't have somebody else who can take their role Absolutely. and if they're already developing that and something happens to them or a maternity yep. paternity leave they can rely on the team that they've already developed through exactly. their through their own leadership and coaching. Exactly. Yeah. And that's another thing that you you're you're raising there another point that 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 struck me as well is the 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 level of frustration on the part of of the individual who's 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 been forced out on on leave um of not being able to make those commitments, not being able to to help them make that transition for colleagues and and so on because it was unexpected. Yeah. Uh, so that 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 also needs to be worked through. You know, what do you say to your colleagues? You know, other than thank you, thank yeah. you for stepping in, thank you for yeah. for 
for keeping keeping everything working so smoothly, you know, and so on. So, yeah. but it is it's definitely a frustration that 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 a coach can help uh, the individual think through, you know, and what might you do differently as a result in putting that succession planning. Uh, indeed, is something I've now done yeah. uh, for 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 my team going forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like you said, you've, you're looking at things differently. It doesn't mm -hmm. take a near-death experience to reassess <laughs> your life, right? Well, yeah. speaking of that, how has your experience and research on this topic changed the way you approach your role as a coach and your coaching? So I think I think the first thing that stands out to me is to to really try and get to know the individual and think of them as a whole person, not just the, the person, the executive in front of me who has a role in, in, in their organization, but also the, the person uh, as an individual, you know, what what what's happening outside of their professional roles and how might that also be, be taking a part. So I'm increasingly looking at it from that perspective um, and thinking in terms of what's important what's what's most important for the individual so for for me as a coach i'm 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 looking for you know, they, the individual may come in and say, oh, well, I, I want to get promoted. I want to do this and so on. There's the mm. usual list yeah. of, of preferred topics. But often when you start talking to them, there, there, there might be some frustration at, you know, well, I, I would love to have more time to go exercise. Mm. Um, and, and suddenly you see that there's another dimension completely unrelated to work in, in one sense that will make them feel happier, more fulfilled and so on. And indeed, you can help them think through, OK, well, what? how can I arrange my work schedule so that I have the time to go exercise and then come back, you know, fully energized into into what I want to do. So there are there are different steps like that. Um, and then on, on top of that, I am more proactive in terms of my involvement and my encouragement in in organizations and discussions that I have with colleagues and 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 doing this writing the, this article to to get yeah. the word out there let's help individuals you know not only return to work they can do that themselves but return to work and and thrive and and perform even better than ever before um you know be be the full person that mm -hmm. they can be when they return so so you know be that through through uh, uh pro different programs that companies may put in place to to allow that as you say re-onboarding to yeah. take place um, indeed, those are some of the things that that, that really stand out. Uh, yeah. One of the things that that uh, we some of the research some of my colleagues did a few years ago was around um, making employees net better off. So how can they? Mm. You know, what, it's not just financial rewards and so on that we look for. It's it's flexibility in working hours. It's the ability to take leaves. It's you know, there's a lot of different things thrown in there. It's around you know support for mental health issues and so on. Net better what, what did you say net better net better off <laughs> so better off than they were before it's the con so yeah bas basically that there it and the the idea is that you're looking beyond just financial mm -hmm. rewards because yeah. if you think about it well obviously financial rewards are very important right, of course uh, a lot of the time if you ask people why they leave an organization and so on it's because well there was other opportunities with more flexibility mm -hmm. um and so on or, or the organizations that they choose to stay in is because 
of you know great colleagues that really enjoyed working with they were working on projects that truly they were passionate about, about yeah. there were um you know the, the, the range of benefits that made it possible to drop off their kids in the morning and pick them up at the end of the day and finish the yeah. day's work from home there's a load of different ways in which companies can uh, provide a full range of benefits and rewards to their their employees that make them better off essentially yeah net better off i love that saying um i i want to uh quote again from the last paragraph with the help of coaching individuals can re-enter the workforce stronger and more resilient than before leading to increased productivity job satisfaction and overall well-being and that points to what you just said about net better off overall well-being work and life that's great yes Shira, what would you like our audience to do as a result of this article in this conversation well i think i think what is really important is is to first of all take time out to enjoy what you're doing <laughs> Um, every moment is precious. We never know what, what can happen around the corner. So that's the very first right. thing I would say. And watch out for those cobblestones. Cobblestones, I was going to say, be <laughs> present when you're walking your dog on a cobblestone. Not a good combination. Yeah. But yeah. And then apart from that, essentially to to really to to think broadly about what's important for the individual what are the the range of 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 elements that 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 stand out for them not just as a professional executive so on but also as an individual as a person a whole person and help you know for the coaches to help the individual achieve what it is they want to achieve and know that of course everybody's different and and something like this that it can change you considerably so even if you were coaching somebody before their viewpoints and what's important may be quite different going forward and finally i'd say the last thing that that that, the, 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 that comes to mind but is really important is to continue to provide that safe space for the individual to acknowledge what they're concerned about, to help them think through how they may get over some certain challenges uh, and ask them, what have they gained from the process? What have they learned that they can now bring to, to, to better thrive, to better uh, achieve their, their, their goals in the future and be more resilient? Because at the end of the day, um, getting the most out of our, our out of our lives doing what we love doing it really makes it so much more fun than yeah. simply <laughs> simply going after a checklist of of items to complete yeah exactly no kidding well said thank you very much shira and thank you so much for uh being with us for this beyond the page episode uh what's the best way for people to reach you through my LinkedIn profile is the best, best way. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to anybody who wants to reach out. Awesome. Shira Lillis, S-C-H-I-R-A-L-I-L-L-I-S at LinkedIn, in LinkedIn. I don't know. What do you say? I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure you're easy to find. Thanks That's again. It. That's it for this episode of Beyond the Page. For more episodes, subscribe via your favorite podcast app. I know Apple and Spotify are the most popular to listen to us. If you're not a subscriber, you can sign up for your free digital issue of Choice Magazine by going to choice-online.com and clicking the Sign Up Now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy the journey of mastery. Thanks again, Shira. Thank you, Gary.